You're listening to Woo Sox Insider, presented by your Worcester Red Sox. Welcome back to Woo Sox Insider. We are in the midst of a much-needed two-week road trip. So the team is currently away at the ballpark, at Polar Park. We still have events and everything going on. But for us and a lot of the game day staff, front office staff, this is a uh, much-needed little break for us. Two of the uh, important front office staff are with us today, us being myself, Brendan Black, and Dave Leonardi. Once again, the newly graduated Dave Leonardi. Congratulations. Just a tap, tap, tap. And newly graduated Jordan. Let's and not Jordan. Forget. And Jordan. So with us today um, is George and Jordan from the front office. We are the coordinator of marketing and Woo Sox Rewards, Jordan. And the coordinator of marketing and fan engagement, George. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Doing great. Glad to be here. Glad to have some time off, but still busy and hard at work. Yeah, you put it best, man. Like having this two week break, huh? It's like heaven on earth. But you know, the work still continues uh, behind the scenes. But yeah, well, well needed. So let's start with it. So you both are considered coordinators of marketing, and if anyone knows about the the Woo Sox, is uh, it's a nonstop marketing uh, onslaught that we do here. Um, and because of the nature of our schedule and that when the team is away, they're away for at least six games. Right now they're away for 12 games. Um, that leaves a lot of time in between home stands and stuff. So just run us through what a normal off week would be uh, like for you guys. And you, George laughs. So like no, George no, already has an answer yeah, in his yeah. head. <laughs> normal, normal might not be the, the correct word, but uh, we'll start. George, start. Uh, let me know what what is your uh, what's an off week. Like? What I want to say is, you know, um, catching up on sleep. You know, doing some other things outside. But um, if I had to pick one word, is meetings. Lots and lots of meetings. You know. Um, because, you know, communication to us is important. So, of course, on off weeks, we're meeting to discuss what's going on for the next homestand, what's going on for, you know, long-term plans deeper into the season, look back at things that happened in, you know, previous homestands, fan feedback, things of that nature to see, you know, improvements that we can make because we're always striving to be better. Um, but, you know... We have so much going on, not just from a baseball standpoint, but from a, you know, non-baseball standpoint, Portal Park events, um, community efforts, regionalization, you know, Woosox rewards. We're always doing something. And, you know, um, you know, it's important for us during the off weeks to be able to do those things because we're always talking about how, you know, we're more than a ballpark. That's our goal, right? The baseball is important, but we want to be present in um, the city, in the region, all around Central Mass. So on off weeks, it gives us a chance to, you know, take a break from baseball, you know, um, but also have make a connection in the community. So having so there's a lot of meetings, and it could be a little bit tiresome at times, you know, maybe not as tire, tiring as the actual homestand itself. But, you know, it's because we have an important message here that we all believe in. Now, I was wondering if you could go just a little bit into and explain what is regionalization, because I know people all over Worcester County and the broader, you know, area of Massachusetts have probably been visited by Smiley Ball and Worcester, <clears throat> some kind of appearance. I was wondering if you just go into just more how is there, you know, what that focus really is on our side of things. Yep. So um, to put it in the most simplest terms that I can, regionalization is basically what are the Woo Sox doing outside of Worcester? 
right? Well, you know, Worcester is our home, and we do a lot in the city, but what are we doing to connect with the towns outside of Central Mass? You know, that could be the towns that are right next door, like towns like Millbury, Auburn, Shrewsbury, um, but also all those towns that might be an hour away in the Boston area or in Springfield or, you know, on the east side. Um, basically, our goal is to have a connection with every single town outside of Central Mass. We have a graphic at the it, we have a map in our front office space um, that shows kind of our marketing territory, and it extends all throughout almost all of Massachusetts, and it goes into New Hampshire, um, uh, Maine, uh, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Um, basically, we see those um, – those states, those towns as the biggest opportunity for us to connect with people, not just to get them to potentially come to Polar Park for games, but just to, you know, have a connection in their lives. So regionalization includes, you know, mascot visits from, by Smiley, Worcester, and Roberto, um, Woosock staff going to different events and tabling just to tell people about different stuff happening at the ballpark. Um town meetings with you know uh, different business leaders um and you know one of the biggest highlights of our regionalization efforts is like our town takeover program you know uh, we have 24 town takeovers a year where we get to spotlight different towns and our pregame ceremonies and our in-game promotions center on people from those towns um and you know it's really cool to be able to say um a certain night belongs to a certain town like for example uh, this past homestand, we had Natick Night last Friday, and they had over 800 people here at the ballpark, which is the record um, so far for um, a town takeover night. And it's it's really cool uh, because I get to spearhead uh, those efforts, um, and it's really cool to be able to connect and meet so many cool people from different towns. Because with regionalization, it's not something that you just want to focus on for this year. It's something that you want to focus on so that 20, 30 years from now, no matter if we're still here or whoever, whoever um, is still working in the front office at that time, whatever direction this ball club goes in, you know, you establish those roots now so that it's sustainable for years and years to come. And those towns continue to have that impact with the Blue Sox. Yeah, and that's one of those kind of cool things about the, the Worcester Red Sox here is that, you know, again, you said it right. We are the Worcester Red Sox. It's, uh, it's 508 is the area code, but 508 isn't just Worcester. 508 is a lot of different towns and areas around. And also you got to think about um, for a fan, for a diehard Red Sox fan living in Springfield, it's a lot, a lot easier, a lot more manageable for them to come to Worcester rather than double that trip and go to Boston. Uh, and then you add on top of that just, you know, um, the parking and finding out, you know, when you're going to get to the park, if you're going to hit the traffic, you're going to do all this stuff. So I think it's a really incredible thing what we've done here and trying to bring in, especially, you know, Western Mass is one of those uh, those parts that there we diehard Red Sox fans out there as well. So um, I think that's a really cool thing. And you, you brought up the town takeover. Um, that whole program, I think, is really taking off this year. I mean, Natick is, you know, Natick set up their own um, – train system they, they they spoke with the mbta and made sure that they could have a late train so that they could watch the fireworks and still get right back to to natick um in an easy manner and we had our um you know had our golf carts uh bringing them bringing people to union station to the be blue able woo. to get there the blue woo um so you know that you know there's a ton of different aspects to uh, the the blue socks that i think are really um know showing off how much we're trying to bring in different communities now um with that another thing is just trying to get people to 
you know, come back and also have like a different experience during the game, which I think is one of the really cool things with Blue Sox Rewards, Jordan, is if you've been to a game, uh, we have pop-up for points. We bring a, uh, a contestant onto the field, and they get to three chances at catching a ball. One is thrown, one is slingshot, one is shot out of the, the T-shirt cannon from Worcester, and that allows you to win a certain amount of points for Woo Sox Rewards. So, Jordan, just give me um, a little rundown of what Woo Sox Rewards is and why a fan should take advantage of it. Yeah, so Woo Sox Rewards is the team's newest um, fan loyalty program. and we Bigger, boulder. Bigger, boulder, better, and Bafo yeah. um, fan loyalty <laughs> program. Um, that's rolled over our Worcester Red Sox Booster Club, our Woo U student loyalty programs, and our Woo Crew kid loyalty program, all into one all-encompassing um, fan loyalty initiative that looks to give them different experiences that you can't necessarily buy with um, cash. Um, and what that entails is getting different prizes that you can redeem that points that you've earned for coming from the ballpark and spending your money um, at the concession stands and at our team store. So, for example, if you spend $20 at uh, the home plate bar, you'll get 20 points back, um, 20 points back in Woosox Rewards points. And um, it's been it's been a fun experience to see these fans get involved in, um, you know, trying to challenge their friends to earn more points with them than them and uh just coming in and seeing how they light up when they say oh my gosh i just earned 40 points for you know checking into the ballpark um so it's fun to see that and and yeah 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 and so if you come to a a woo Sox game if you're here early enough ben castro does all of our pregame reads Mm -hmm. and uh during our pregame reads it's a, a lot of information for fans to take in but what we're trying to do is essentially show you all the different things that you can do around the ballpark um, and different ways that fans can interact, and one of those is the Woo Sox Rewards. And we put our QR code up there, so you're able to scan it, you're able to go download it. Um, but like you said, you know, if you're going to a Woo Sox game, there's no reason for you not to have that rewards uh, program and that app downloaded because you go to the game, you've already purchased your ticket, you're coming to watch the game. Why not just check in when you show up to the park? So when when Jordan says check in. You're literally, once you're within, you know, the walls of Polar Park, you can go and go into your app, check in, boom. You immediately get 20 points, 40 points, whatever it is that day. Um, And then on top of that, pop up for points. If that contestant catches one, everyone in the ballpark gets one point. If he catches two, everyone gets five. If he catches three, everyone gets ten. And then you start adding all those different things up around the ballpark, whether or not you're, you know, buying something from the team store or you're, you know, buying concessions and all those type of things. And all it's doing is, you know, you're getting something back every single time that you're purchasing something. So um, one of the things you'll note, if you, if you listen to Ben DeCastro, he says that one of the rewards, you could even win a trip down to spring training. Yep. So walk me through this. So obviously, <laughs> obviously, I know it's going to take a little bit of, you might need to be at every home game. You might need to be, you know, really racking up those points. But you're telling me that, through the app and through being a Woo Sox fan and a dedicated fan that you potentially could win a trip to spring training. You could potentially, you know, well, that's on the bigger side. On the other side, it's just like, yeah, you know what? You get a free ice cream because I have X amount of points in there, which is not a really hard thing to attain. So it's buying a lot of tacos and tequilas. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that's a vibe. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, 
obviously spring training's at the top of it. Give me some of those, like, I guess, more attainable uh, prizes in the middle that, that some fans might not know about. Yeah, yeah. We could start all the way at the lower point values. Um, our food items are pretty popular right now uh, within the fans. Um, cotton candy, ice cream, nachos, chicken tenders, cheeseburgers, all within 250 and to 150 points. Um, so fans are – that's just a couple games. You come to a couple games during a homestand, you buy a sweater, and you get a beer. And there you go. You have you have uh, free ice cream next time you come to the park. Um, so that's really cool. And then moving up more, we have one of our more popular prizes is a team store gift card. It's a $100 shopping spree in the team store, and that's worth 5,000 points. Um, so as I mentioned, most – all fans have rolled over from previous years. Um, so and you probably have points already from, you know, coming to Paw Sox games and coming to our games from 2021 and 22. Um, and that's cost 5,000 points. So that one's been really popular as well. And then a lot of the ones, once you get uh, to 5,000 and above, are more experiential. And that's uh, goes back to my point about getting things that you cannot um, – purchase with cash whether that be um singing sweet caroline on top of the dugout or one of our more outlandish prizes is dressing up as the umpire and calling a baller strike on the <laughs> ceremonial first pitch um we're still waiting on someone to redeem that isn't there one. a one you can hang out in the photo pit for like an inning you or can something hang out. we've had we've had someone redeem that already yep um they'll be there on july 4th which i'm sure will be a great photo opportunity for them um so you can hang out in the photo pit you can be a sideline reporter um, down there with uh, our broadcast team. So there's a lot of cool things that are on that list. With sure. those different rewards that are for the, the different experiences, do they do fans get to choose which game to do that for, or is it randomly selected for them? So for most of them, you can choose which game it is. There are a few where we have to coordinate with all of our different departments to make sure that um, it works for everybody. Um, but for the most part, we are catering to what you would like to do and what works for you and your family. So um, run me through. I go to the team store. I buy a jacket and a hat. What is my process of of getting my points? How do I do that? Yeah. So if you're getting that jacket and the hat at the team store, um, from there you'll bring your receipt up to our world, Woosox Rewards world headquarters like a tongue twister <laughs> and um you're going to bring it up to the first place concourse plaza which is by country bank fan services in section 13 you're going to talk to our staff there and it takes less than two minutes to give them your receipt we'll look at the dollar amount that you spent we go into our system and we give you the, your points right there now if you're buying something from concessions we have it a little more automated for you you will go up to the cashier, you tell them what you want, and then before you check out with your card or cash, or no, we're cashless actually, so <laughs> before you check out with your card, um, you'll present your Usox Rewards app to them, and they will scan a QR code that is attached to your individual account, and the points will load right into your account in, let's say, five minutes. So it's, it's pretty seamless, and uh, it works well. Now, I know you guys are both, you know, very well involved with just any kind of overall aspect of this place. 
when we had we were talking <laughs> when we had Alex Richardson on, we were talking how you were in the battle balls last year. Yeah. And you got pretty roughed up by Alex. I was wondering, Jordan, have you stepped into the battle balls at all for the in game promotion? I have been in the battle balls once and I believe I won. Uh, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Is yeah. that can a fan can a fan get into the battle balls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I asked that question. I know the answer. I think a it's a little bit of a liability. <laughs> little bit of a liability issue. I don't know if you if you haven't seen it is as Ben DeCastro calls the best mid inning uh, promotion in all of minor league sports. When uh, we get uh, three Rusox employees into the battle balls, big inflatable balls, and then they just go at it, and it ends up being some pretty awesome uh, you know, on-field antics. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen George on his back. Yeah, but here, here's <laughs> have, the have thing. You, have you got to redeem yourself here's yet? Here's the thing. He's lying. Alex is lying. <laughs> How is he lying? All right, because you can ask any usher in this ballpark. When me and Alex did battle balls, and there's a video of this, yes, I end up on my back. But I got him back at the end. He had a sore back for two days. It was on a Saturday, and then the next day he was in fan services the entire game because he couldn't walk around the park. Let's go. Let's break it down for fans because um, all of us have been in what we've called a dog meeting. A dog meeting is a day of game meeting. So every single time that the Woo Sox play uh, here at Polar Park, prior to the game um, – a lot of the times it's six hours, seven hours before the game. Um, we will have our dog or day of game meeting where we sit down with all the front office in the boardroom and we will go over um, essentially every single thing that's happening in the game. It starts off by uh, Brooke or whoever's leading uh, the meeting by saying, okay, the, the Worcester Red Sox are playing the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs today. The weather is this. Uh, we have an expected attendance of this, expected turnstile, and we go through all these different things. Um, so in that uh, meeting, we'll start with you, George. What is your responsibility in that day of game meeting? Yep. So as a, so as a marketing representative and uh, when we're in, during games, I also oversee all radio communication plus fan services plus I help assist supervising the ushers. Um, my thing is, from a marketing standpoint, say it's a town takeover day. I'm in charge of basically making sure um, all of our pregame participants are all set, ready to go. So that goes from, like, the national anthem singer, who's doing our ceremonial first pitches, right? Um, who's our play ball kids, who's bringing the game ball to the mound, um, and making sure everybody in that meeting knows how these are our participants, giving a little bit of information about them, you know, um... And I know Jordan can speak on this for, you know, Heritage Games and Wepa's Games. Uh, but for specifically for those town takeover days, um, making sure everybody in our meeting knows this is what's happening for pregame ceremonies. Um, and then anything that's happening around the ballpark from an operational or fan experience perspective, I need to know that information so I can make sure every person uh, uh, from our game day staff, ushers, ambassadors, security, ticket takers, mascots, um, Etc. That they know what is going on in the park. So if we're if there's like um, whoever's in Taste of Worcester, right? If it's Woo Juice, making sure that the ushers know. All right, uh, this is what Woo Juice has. This is what they're selling. You know, because fans are going to ask them questions. Or um, if it's a doubleheader, um, we're playing the play 
40 minutes after game one ends, making sure the Usters know, all right, this is what, you know, we're expecting um, when game two of the doubleheader. So making sure everything from a game day operation standpoint, I know so I can communicate to everybody else. Um, that's very important. So it's like a it's like a double sided coin marketing and game day operation for me. But I absolutely love it. Yeah, and that's uh, I think that's a, another really awesome part about Polar Park. We get so many compliments on how friendly our staff is and how informative our staff is and how helpful they are. And that's one of the things is we kind of want this to be almost like a guided experience where you walk in the door and if you don't know where your seats are or you don't you the first thing you want to do is you want a Coney Island hot dog when you come in. Every single one of our ambassadors, ushers, people around the park, security, whoever, the production staff, front office staff, you know, we want to be able to help out that fan and give that fan the best experience possible. Um, and a lot of that comes just from the communication from your team and then the um, the interconnected communication during a game from radio to uh, being able to have to make sure that every fan is – uh, feels as safe as they possibly can. Our security hotline, our security team will respond in seconds. If, if you know, there is something where a fan is uncomfortable or a fan, you know, uh, doesn't, you know, appreciate something that's happening there, we can text the security hotline and security will be there in a moment to be able to help you out. And so and that will all go over your uh, radio communication. So you're yeah. able to hear that all as it's happening. Um, so Jordan, uh, George brought up a little bit the Heritage Days, WEPAs games. I know you have a lot to do on those side of things. Just give me a little uh, run through on that. And specifically talking about the WEPAs um, board in that committee and, and, you know, how those nights get planned out. Yeah, for sure. So starting off with our WEPAs advisory committee, um, it's a group of about 10 to 12 members uh, of Latin business owners and community leaders, um, mostly from Worcester who help us get in touch with the, with the community and pull together a lot of our aspects of our pregame ceremonies. And um, the president of the Latin American Business Organization, Elizabeth Cruz, will coordinate with me um, all of the participants, and then I will go in and make sure that they're all submitted into our uh, dog sheet and coordinate contact information with them and make sure that they know when to come to the ballpark and make sure that they're set up with their tickets and um, basically, as you said, a guided experience and making sure that they're able to get here and be comfortable and set up and we just help them get down onto the field and then they do their thing for the pregame ceremonies. Um, so during the dog meeting, as George alluded to, I on these Waypos games and these Heritage Nights, I will go through all, everybody that we have involved, um, whether that be a special dance performance or the Puerto Rican national anthem prior to a game. Uh, How long is it? <laughs> two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> he has to know uh, all that I information. I have to know. I have to know yeah. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Or uh, like, for example, Albanian Heritage Night where we sold food out of concession one. It's on me to know exactly what's being sold and what the price of what that is and the quantity of what's being sold or for Irish Heritage Night, we did a really cool procession with over 100 people came from right down the street on Fiddler's Green. Um, so coordinating that operation with security and uh, ticket takers and the productions team to make sure that we have, you know, a camera guy set up so we're able to capture um, the video and the photos from that. Um, so just making sure that 
as George said again, uh, making sure that all departments are aware of what's going on for these nights and these games. Uh, and so, I think one of the things Dave currently wearing the Wepa hat right now, my favorite hat. It's I love great. the I love the Wepa nights. It's They're my favorite nights. The music, too. the food, just like the overall ambiance of it all. Yeah, I love it. And uh, I still remember. Was, so my first season here was twenty twenty one. I was. Uh, did not have the privilege of being with the team for the uh, Paw Sox years, but Alex Richardson, I see him walking up the stairs, and he gives us, I'd, I'd never met him before, but I knew that he was, you know, front office, and he was, and at that point, I was wide-eyed about everything, be like, oh, yeah, I'll listen to anything. And he goes, you want to see something cool? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Classic like Alex. Yeah, Classic right? Alex. Yeah, every, he sees yeah. anyone, you want to see something cool? <laughs> want to see something cool? But he brought out the Wapa hat, and he showed me, it was the first iteration of the Wapa's hat, or I think, like, the, the confirmed, and it was the Rockets and everything, and, and um, I was just, like, blown away. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And at that time, I didn't really know what that meant, like what it really meant. But um, so, I mean, it's become like a really big part of our team. I know I think in 2021, we were considered the winners of the Copa. Um, yes. I forget what the full name of it, Copa. Copa de la Diversión, which stands for Fun Cup. Fun English. Cup. Yeah. yeah. And so we were the winners of that. We could still see we still have the signage up in the in the dugouts right now. Um, but as a, uh, a um, fans will notice, this year's Wapas jerseys have changed. We've got, like, the white ones, and I think they look amazing. Yeah. So uh, run me through that process. Did you guys have any say in that, or did you – because, I mean, come on, what's cooler than designing a jersey? That's like going back into MLB The Show and creating your own, <laughs> like, your own team and stuff. It's yep. like you get to do that in real life. Right. Unfortunately, no, we, we didn't get any um, – involvement in that process i think that was mostly let's say courtney and brooke and the you know upper management mm-hmm. from milb and such but i think i do think it's a great jersey and i'm ready to see it out on the field and, i do have you know, a theory on that though so <laughs> it's a theory about everything i have a theory all right so I guess I can kind of take credit for this. So if you guys remember <laughs> last, so last Starting year on our great. first, the our Marvel Defender of the Diamond Day, we had the Black Panther jerseys, right? And I can kind of admit, I kind of you know roped some people in the voting for the Black Panther jerseys. It was all you talked about. You for, know, I think a you month re, you remember that, right? <laughs> you know, I was like, and plus you know, Black Panther two part of the movie was filmed here in Worcester on Chandler Street. Um, and, you know, being a person of color, I really thought it would be really cool for us to wear those jerseys. Those things are sick. Um, and it came down to Black Panther and Captain America. And if you guys saw the Captain America jersey, um, it has the same color scheme as the Weppa's jersey. And there was a lot of people in the front office that were going up against me saying, no, the Captain America ones look better. You know, it matches more with the Wu Sox colors, right? But the Black Panther jerseys won. We won't get into any of those other, you know. Yeah, but they won. So my theory is when I first saw the new weapons jerseys, as clean as they are, like they look so much like what the Captain America jerseys were. So I feel like behind the scenes, they're like, all right, we didn't get the Captain America Marvel jerseys, so let's just turn turn the design into the new weapons jerseys. They're clean, though, but I'm just saying. To help out with your theory of this might provide some kind of context, I know in Pawtucket, when we were the Osos Pilates State Pawtucket, it was a very similar color scheme to what the white Wapos jerseys now because they had more of a gray-slash-white kind of 
front face to it with the logo on the chest, kind of like now they have with Los Huepas. So if you were there in Pawtucket and McCoy and you remember those nights, Los Huepas nights may kind of look a little familiar now if you remember those nights as well. And also the logo had the same kind of, you know, colorway as well with the red, white, and the blue, and the way it was all mixed up together. So if, if you want to add that to your theory. Oh, no, I 100% will. <laughs> um, now – not every single, if I'm correct, not every single team in AAA baseball gets to have uh, these alternate jerseys. So um, can you run me through, either one of you, what is that process? Why was Worcester selected as one of those teams for the Waypus jerseys? Yeah, so not every team is a part of the initiative, and I think that it comes down to the community that's around you and how you're able to market to those communities. So minor league baseball um, launched the COPA initiative, I believe in 2021. And we signed up as a participant because there is a large Latin community, not only in Worcester, but in different towns. Uh, Framingham, for example, has the largest concentration of Brazilians in the United States. so we saw it as a great opportunity to get involved there and really just touch on a different demographic and pull in people um, to come into the ballpark and celebrate their cultures and traditions. I mean, yeah, it, it, and you can see how much people take to it. And, and it is one of those things where, you know, we really do try to, you know, um, create that environment where, a non-native English speaker can come to the game and really feel, um, you know, at home and feel represented when, you know, instead of um, woo socks on the scoreboard, it says wape us or, you know, just even from, and, and you look at the demographic of our players. I mean, they have to love the fact that they're doing, I know that, um, um, I think it was uh flow or uh, pitching coach or um, hitting coach. Right, Flo- Jose Flores. Jose Flores. Yeah, he on our uh, media day, our media day, we're all taking. Everyone took headshots, and Flo was like, took one headshot with the with the red uh, Worcester uh, Woo Sox hat, um, and then he was like, nope, hold on, puts down, puts on the Wapa hat. He's like, I want another one with the Wapa hat, and it, you could just show like that that stuff yeah. means a lot to the to the team, yeah. to the player, to the community, and I would say like you know. You see Waipus gear almost as much as you see just yes. the regular mm-hmm. uh, Woo Sox gear out there, which I yeah. know Susie down in uh, the team store loves being able to add more stuff onto her it shelves. It's my favorite hat it's a, that yeah. I wear to work. And so, and and it's also a conversation starter. You look at it, you're like, oh, what is that? And you mm-hmm. realize that you know it, it's talking back to you know it's 508s built into it. It's talking about the rockets of you know Auburn rockets, all those type of things that are all built into it. So. Um, to me, I think it's like one of the coolest aspects of the team, and and you know when you see them take the field in their way plus jerseys, it's like woo, woo, okay, yeah, this is yeah. good. It's like a nice, yeah. and you know, um, but yeah. So, in addition to those type of things, um, what are just in general like? Uh, I'll start with you, George. What is one of your favorite aspects about being able to work for um, the Woo Sox? And I'm going to eliminate game days um, because I know you are heavily involved in the community yeah um one of my favorite things really is the and i it's my title but the fan engagement side is really because 
Growing up as a sports fan, especially a Boston sports fan, I was the biggest Manuel Ramirez fan growing up. You know, um, I cried the day he got traded to the Dodgers and then, you know, um, not seeing him on the Red Sox anymore. And yeah, the Red Sox are still paying him. I'm <laughs> <laughs> on a deferred contract. Ooh. Wow. That's cool. Um, and um, I actually have, a, if you go to my de- cubicle, you'll see Manny Ramirez baseball cards and uh, his bobblehead all over the place. And I think about those memories. Like, I was there when um, he hit the Grand Slam against the Angels in the ALDS in 2007. Yeah. One of my favorite sports images of all time. And I think about what those memories and those experiences were to me. And being able to provide that to other people is just a whole nother level. No matter if it's going to the community and being able to, you know, um, offer tickets to a fan for through an auction. Or being able to see someone that's having a bad day and then being uh, talking to them and being like, hey... Um, giving them a smiley sticker or being like, hey, we'll do this, have you be our junior announcer for a future game, right? That's stuff that, you know, sometimes happens behind the scene that people never get to see, but I get to leave here at the end of the day and be like, I made that person feel better. And, you know, that's what it's all about because we have the power to transform lives through sports. And some people don't think that's, you know, sometimes people just watch their sports and they're, you know, it, you know, sports, sports to them. But to me, it, you know, sports brings people together. It, it brings positivity. It brings, you know, impact and influence. Um, and we have the job, you know, we have a job and we have the ability to really, you know, make people feel better about themselves no matter if you're having a bad day at work or something's not going right in your personal life or whatever um when you enter into those doors we want all those stuff to you know go away at least for a couple hours you know um no matter if that's having a Coney Island hot dog or having a you know a nice cold beverage you know um we have the ability just through our smiles our communication you know our mannerisms to really you know take someone from having a bad day to a good day or maybe a better day or someone having a great day to having a day that they can say is one of the best days of their life something that they're going to remember for years and years to come the same way i felt about watching manny hit that home run you know and the impact it has to me to this day um I get to see that through, you know, other kids that have amazing days here. And it really makes me feel good about what I get to do every single day. Pretty incredible answer. Yeah. Jordan, follow that one up. Better better tear up over here, man. I hope I'll be able to follow that up. But, no, it's actually pretty similar to what uh, George has said. And so I've played baseball. Baseball is my first sport. I've played it my whole life. And um, my first time stepping on a baseball field was in Queens. It was a little t-ball league hbqvb i'll never forget that and queens new york is a very diverse neighborhood and then i moved out to long island and went to catholic high school and played in the private catholic high school league um where i was you know one of the very few people of color in my school and definitely one of the very few people of color in that in the baseball team and then in the league as general um so those experiences have really guided me towards enjoying what I do here in terms of turning Polar Park into a gathering place for uh, different demographics and just the community in general. Um, It means a lot to me to see people who may have never been to a baseball game or, or, you know, interested in baseball, but not knowing that there's people that look like them or uh, speak the same language with them that who are also baseball fans. So when you come here and you see the smile on their faces when 
they sing the national anthem from their country or they have food from you know back home it makes them feel at home and this place really becomes a gathering spot for that and not only in baseball but in our events and our community outreach as well and um, you know just going to like business events and things like that and just talking to people and letting them know that we're here for you and there are people that look like you who love the Usoks and love the game of baseball and they would be more than willing to invite you into this family, this Wusox family, this Wayfus family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll be that place for, you know, hopefully decades and centuries to come. And, the, you know, that's what I love about my job. And I get to be creative in the ways that we approach that, um, one, on the marketing side, but two, in terms of getting out in the community and just speaking with people and seeing what it would look like um, a successful night for them. Um, in terms of celebrating their culture, celebrating their tradition. Uh, so it means a lot to me to see them appreciate that representation for them. I've seen tears of joy come down people's faces when their national anthem is singing. And, you know, that's, that is the moment where, you know, it hits you right here mm-hmm. and you never forget that. Um, so that's really touching and that's why I love my job here. I mean, those are two great answers that just really, like, exemplify just how it's it's much more than baseball, especially at our level where like it's not you know the in nationwide fame and the fortune and everything else. It's just all about being in the moment and taking pride in what you do and just giving people you know just that that extra that extra little something that gets them through the day or makes their day or becomes you know one of those memories like you guys both talked about. And uh, you know before we wrap up, just wanted to add how. I think all of that really adds to how Polar Park won the vote for best minor yes. league ballpark in America uh, over the past AAA. couple of weeks. Triple A, mm-hmm. best Triple A ballpark. I'm in sure America. we'd win for all of it too. Yeah, but yeah. 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 It's just it speculative. But. <laughs> <laughs> and Fenway just won best sports facility. Oof. I saw that this morning. Yeah, sports yeah. business journal too. Look so. at us. So <laughs> my question is: with all these great things going on, you know, we're the best Triple A ballpark. When are you two going to be facing each other in the best in-game prom- promotion that we have with Battle Balls? When are we going to see George Lauren versus Jordan <laughs> Seeley Ash? Can't get away from he it. He doesn't want the smoke, honestly. I oh, oh, stop I, I it. need that. Just, I don't even want a third Battle Ball out there. Just you two. You two. Still have the three kids. You know, Make sure they're involved and watching out there and they get their shirt and everything. But we need you two just 10 yards each, Western style. Both turn around on the count of three. You turn around and you run. Like, uh, like an Oklahoma drill. <laughs> Let's do it. Like, um, here's my thing, okay? Here's my thing. I haven't done Battle Balls this year because there's only one thing I dislike about Battle Balls. It's not even the pain. It's just the dirt. (laughs) It's just the dirt. You know, one thing I, you know, not, you know. It's on the grass, everybody. (laughs) No, yeah, if we were to do behind the scenes, when you go back into the tunnel and you see the amount of dirt, that's, I don't know if it comes from the ball itself or whatever, but. You know, I pride myself on, you know, when I'm here, I, I kind of like to look good when I'm walking around the ballpark, you know, and I did the battle ball so many times. It was so many times I would walk out and this I'm walking around the park with the dust on me and it just bothers me in the head. I, you know, I'm not going to show that to the fans or anything, but it just bothers me. That's why I haven't done it. You know, of course, if I get a call from Mariana saying I, we need people for battle balls, I'm always there. You know, and of course, if this guy, this clown, you know, wants to work, 
you know. It's already got the fighting words yeah. before it. I haven't you know, suited up yet. Like, if he really wants it, we can, we can run it. Like, you know, no problem. You know, you want to play the Rocky music or anything like that? Sure. There's only one way it's going to end, you know, with him on his butt. But, you know. Wow. It's like a UFC presser right here. Yeah, like. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, the, the prerequisite for your next visit to Woo Sox Insider will be that both of you have challenged each other in battle balls and that we have a clip to be able to show right here. A hundred percent. I'm ready. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. Do it on Tuesdays? Um, I should know the answer to that question. Um, I think we do. <laughs> um. But we'll figure out. We'll figure we'll out the time. Done. I think we'll get it done. We'll Our get next it game yeah. is Tuesday, June 6th, so I'll be there. I don't know if George will be there. Wow. I will Called 100% out. be there. Jordan's picking the date Called right out. now. Wow, you heard it here first. 3 p.m. at the flagpole, George. <laughs> 3 p.m. at the flagpole. <laughs> Goodness. Gates are not open yet, but okay. <laughs> um well, guys, this has really been awesome. Um, um, thank you very much for joining us on this. Um, I think it gave us a really good insight on, you know, just the backgrounds of what both of you do, and then also just the insight into how much we as employees really do care, like at the Loose Ox, and how much um, we are aware of how much uh, impact that we can have, uh, and that, it, like, and I agree with you so much on on both of those those aspects that. Um, you know, my, my favorite part of my job is being able to make fans happy. You know, I wave to a fan outside of the control room and the little kid's like, whoa, and it's like, I'm no one. But, you know, I'm able to, I'm able to wave at them. I'm able to, or like, you know, just toss them a ball or something like that or take a song suggestion or whatever it is. And, you know, that those tiny little things in our life are massive impacts, like you said. And, like, you know, I can still think about, you know, times that a, um, you know, an ambassador at Fenway gave me like a little pennant, you know, and I had that hanging up in my room for the longest time ever. And, you know, it's those, again, tiny little things that, you know, don't cost us anything, uh, don't, you know, really take a lot of effort from us, but it's enough to really make an impact on people's lives. And, um, you know, I, I think that's what the, what here at the Woo Sox we do really well. Um, and you too exemplify that, uh, to, to the best, um, of it so uh once again george and jordan thank you very much for joining um thank you thank you yeah uh and so hopefully the next time that we schedule one of these um both of you will be rested up iced up uh healed up from your battle balls experience um but yeah um once again thank you guys and for uh woo Sox insider i am brendan black he's dave leonardi the woo Sox are back in town june 6th um, and then that starts our summer games, and we will have warm weather, we will have great baseball, and we'll have great activities here at Polar Park. And where can fans get tickets? Woosocks.com. And or, or what number, Jordan? 508. Mm-hmm. It's a good start. 888. Oh. No. 508-500-1000. Extension 1. Nailed it. <laughs>